With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The Pulse of Portland, a public affairs program of KKPZ with Paul Van Sickle. Thank you for listening to KKPZ 1330 The Truth. I'm Paul Van Sickle. This is the Pulse of Portland and one of my favorite parts of working here at KKPZ and one of my favorite parts of working at Christian Radio is being able to network and meet with a variety of different pastors and ministers and people who God is using in our community as well as some that he's you know called out to, to be here but then also minister around the world. I'm involved now with the IP Fest, the International Praise Festival, which is coming up on August the 8th. And when we had a vision breakfast meeting a couple weeks ago, I had the privilege of meeting Pastor Pascal Kibisingo from Last Call Ministries. And uh, Pastor Pascal is joining us here today to talk a little bit about uh, his ministry, some of the things the Lord has laid on his heart. And again, we'll invite you to International Praise Festival and tell you a little bit more about that gathering on August 8th. So, Pastor Pascal, thank you so much for coming up and talking with us today here on KKPZ. It's a privilege and an honor. Thank you, Paul. I'm, I'm honored to be here, and I'm, I'm so glad to and blessed to be here today. And let's talk, let's talk about uh, just your story a little bit. Uh, Last Call Ministries is the name of your ministries. Mm-hmm. You've been here in Portland since 2002. Yes. Um, and just kind of give us a little history on, on your story as far as God's calling on, on your life. Yes. Um, I came from Congo in 1993, and then I landed in a, in a D.C. area. That's where I went to Bible school in National Bible Institute in Fort Washington. And I finished my program, and then I went to University of Maryland when I did computer science. And since after then, I started working in the ministry in a, in a Silver Spring in this church called um, International Evangelical Church. And from there, God gave me a call to go to Portland. Mm. I didn't get that call first, but the way God works, he just starts um getting you stuck in your situation life becomes so difficult and then you understand that god is telling you something and then when i pack my stuff and i drive to portland hmm. what uh what did you find when you got here in portland oh uh, before i came i have a friend in area i came to visit first and then uh what we used to hear back in a in a dc area that portland is just a jungle hmm. nothing in there it's just like i mean it's a, it's a middle of nowhere and my friends kept calling me say hey just come and visit and they take a look around and i came to visit him just for a weekend wow i, I was astonished to see there's a tall building bridges <laughs> they're so it's so beautiful and i just fell in love with that. Mm. So I decided to wear, man, I want to live here. So, 
So you packed up and moved, and again, that was before you really fully understood what it was God was doing. You were just coming out here to kind of change jobs and yes, look for work. Uh, as I said, I did the computer science. I'm a computer programmer, website designer, graphic designer. I did all this fancy stuff. And I said, hey, maybe if I move to Portland, where you have Intel, all this mm-hmm. technology going, maybe it's an opportunity. As I was looking for a job in, a, in, a, in, in that field, in a DC area, nothing came up. I thought maybe let me get something easier, like work and something easier, like the McDonald's or something yeah. like that. I couldn't get a job, even at a McDonald's. By the way, I was working at the University of Maryland as a bus driver and uh, started having a problem also mm-hmm. at job, having uh, been there for more than five years, but just nothing is working. I was a good driver. Everybody likes me, no problem at all, but just it's not working. Hmm. I understood it was not my place anymore and maybe God won't be somewhere else. Hmm. And I wanted you to share that story and we'll speak on this for a minute and then move on to what you're doing now. But I think it's important for people to hear because I'm sure there are people out there right now mm-hmm. who are in the middle of that same kind of stuck situation right. of, of saying, well, I don't understand why this isn't working out. I don't understand what's working out mm-hmm. here. And they may be feeling um, uh, down or discouraged or that God is not present with mm-hmm. them when really that, that could be God working. Yes. The Bible says in the book of Job that God speaks in so different ways. He can speak to you, Paul, in just through a friend. Just mm-hmm. God says, do this and do that. Mm-hmm. For other people, to just, it will be just God like making your life like miserable. You don't understand what is going on, but God is speaking, is saying something to you. And all you need to do if you're listening and you're trying this, it's not working. You have been trying so hard. Get on your knees. Pray. Ask God, what do you want me to do? And I believe if you are, you have an open heart, God will talk to you and you understand your calling. Mm-hmm. Amen. I felt we, should, we need to dive into that <laughs> word for a second there. Let's talk about Last Call Ministries. Yes. Now, that's what you're, what you're involved with. When did that start up? Last Call Ministry started uh, two years ago. Yeah, prior to that, I was um, I was working in this other church called uh, Bethel City Church, mm-hmm. based in in Portland. Also, mm-hmm. I've been there for more about eight nine years, and as we worked, things were fine. And all of a sudden, God started speaking to me that it was time to start a new ministry. And God starts speaking to that, showing me how people are getting uh, along with the daily life, but they don't understand the time that we are living in. Meanwhile, people having burdens like uh, demon possession, all these problems, sicknesses. And God says, it is time to go out in the street. Hmm. and start praying for these people. Get my people delivered. That was the great commission in the book of Mark, chapter 16, verse 15. Mm-hmm. Say, go and preach the good word. 
the good the, 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 the good news to all the people around the world. And that's when it started. Two years ago, is a uh, prayer group in my home. We started praying at home with, with friends. And then it just kept expanding and expanding from home. We went into downtown Portland. Uh, this good pastor called Ken Garrett. Ken Garrett opened us the door uh, in a Grace Bible Church. They gave us a building for free. Mm-hmm. And we praised God for that. That it never, ha- it never happened yeah. anywhere. <laughs> yeah. So we keep really this man of God in God's hand. So, and that's where he was. And then we've been there and then we praise and we praise. And then when God opened another door, we moved to another location hmm. in a Gleason. And so talk about what what the ministry aspect uh, that you've been doing over the last two years. You mentioned mm-hmm. the prayer group together, going out, right. uh, talking, praying over people. What mm-hmm. what's what's the reaction? I mean, what's that been like? What's God's what's what have you seen God doing in the last two years mm-hmm. through your ministry? Yes, when we were praying in my home, it was just a prayer. We come in a prayer, and then one this particular day. It was like, we are praying, and this sister collapsed. Hmm. As we were praying, we came to find that she was uh, demon-possessed. And we started casting out those demons. We cast them, all of them, they were out. And then we were like, wow, we are so proud of ourselves to hmm. see how God can do things like that. So, and to see how the demons was fighting for life, and then, and then we cast them all out. And then after that, I found another man in a, in a freeway in 26, going toward the East Coast. This man was just walking around the, the, the freeway. As I passed, going back home, it was around 7 p.m. And then this voice starts speaking to me. Say, how this man is going to get back home? Hmm. And I was like, what? I am going home. I don't know how <laughs> that man <laughs> will get home. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And I kept ignoring that voice. As I passed exit 65, I took the exit into 185th. I went to, to buy the paper to, uh, from... Uh, what the store, the, the, the uh, home depot, oh, uh, yeah, yeah. office depot. Yeah. This voice kept coming. How will that man get home? I was like, I don't know. <laughs> As this voice kept asking me that, I turned around, went back to freeway, passed that place, and then take the exit, and then came slowly and looked for that man. And I saw him. He was still asking for the ride. And I stopped. Asked him where he was going. He told me he was going to Tillamook. I was like, man! (laughs) (laughs) Tillamook, that two hours drive. I don't have gas. Mm -hmm. And my car was, like one of the tires was not good. Mm -hmm. I mean, I said, you know what? Frankly, I cannot get you to Tillamook. And he said, can you get me at least uh, to this exit? I believe it was, a, it, it was about, about 10 miles mm-hmm. away from there. 
so I can call my mom, my mom can come and pick me up. So, oh, yeah, that's good. And I did that, and I drove him, and I get to that gas station. He asked me if I had the cell phone. I gave him my, my cell phone, and he started calling his mom. When he was calling, talking to his mom, he said how he found this young man, trying to, he gave him a ride, and, and then his knees was killing him. Mm. I noticed that. Paul, all day that day, I was feeling my needs in pain. Mm. I understood God wanted me to do something for that man. Mm-hmm. His name is Eddie. I understood God was telling something. When he mentioned about his needs, I felt that day long my needs were hurting. And I said, your needs are hurting? I said, oh, yeah, man, they are killing me. And I said, you know what? I'm going to pray for them. You're going to feel better. In fact, you're going to heal. By tomorrow, you'll feel better. He looked at me and said, who are you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm me. Uh, to make the story short, I pray for that man. Lay my hand on these needs. And I left. And I, he went for his mom. That was on Friday. And on a Saturday, he gave me a call because when he called his mom, my number stayed on his mom's cell phone. He called me and said, oh, man, my knees, I feel better. Just the way you said it. I was like, praise God. <laughs> so anyways, that's how we found out that God wants us to really into deliverance and uh, deliverance and healing. And then God told us that we need to be last call ministry. Hmm. Saying that we are living in the last days. So we need to spread news around that Jesus is coming very, very soon. And that's the meaning of the last call ministry. And if Pastor Pascal, if people want to get a hold of you, if they want to find out more about Last Call Ministries, if they're maybe of like mind and have been having, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the same the same burdens on their heart and want to right. connect with you, or maybe mm-hmm. there's people out there that want to connect with you for 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 healing or deliverance as well. Mm-hmm. What's a good way for people to get in contact with Last Call Ministries? They can go to our website, which is www.lastcallministry.org. That's the way you hear it. Mm-hmm. In one word, or I'll be willing to take a phone call too. My cell phone number, 503-473-1158. Please, if you have those burdens, give me a call. We will pray and God will deliver you. We're talking with Pastor Pascal Kibasingo today on the Pulse of Portland on KKPZ 1330 The Truth. He's from Last Call Ministries. And let's talk about this last call you know, we, as you mentioned, we are we're in the last days. We've known that for a while. I mean, I mean, even if you're just one that says yes, we're closer to the end than we were yesterday. Yes, that's true. But things seem to be rapidly approaching with what we're seeing around us in the world today. And you said that is also part of your ministry is getting people to realize the circumstances right. that are happening in our world mm-hmm. and biblically what we're you know what we're seeing that people might not be uh, paying attention to. Talk more about that. Paul, can you hold that question? Yeah. Let, let me finish about this man oh yes yes yes. finish the story about the man yeah yeah and after that he got to heal his nails 
And then uh, a week later, I was in the wedding, and then my phone will ring. And then he said, this is Eddie. I said, oh, Eddie, what's going on? He said, man, my brother, he just collapsed. He is not moving. He's not doing anything. I don't know if he's dead or what. Can you give him a prayer? Because, man, you prayed for me and my need. <laughs> I was like, what? Said, he collapsed. He's not moving. And I told him, okay, put the phone on his ear. And I start praying. And then all of a sudden, I heard this noise like, wow, and then I heard Eddie saying, man, he's moving now. Oh, man, he's getting up. He's getting up. Wow, I praise God for that. And then about three, about five months later, I went to visit him in, in a Telemark somewhere. In Telemark. I met with his mom. Very, she was 72. Very old woman. You can see she's suffering. Me, my friend Alexis Rotambuga, one of my, uh, my collaborators you know, in, in the church, we pray for that woman. We pray for that woman. It was again on a Saturday. And on a Sunday, she gave me a call. What happened? She was like, I don't understand this. I said, what happened, Barbara? She said, it's been like five years. I've been having the pains in my shoulders. And I was scheduled for surgery. Mm-hmm. All the pain gone. Absolutely gone. She was laughing the way I never heard her done before. That was amazing, Paul. That was really amazing. And she said, in fact, I'm calling my doctor to cancel the surgery. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like let your faith be done. Mm. If you feel that, go ahead. But I don't, I'm not advising anybody to cancel yeah. <laughs> To cancel his daughter, yeah, yeah, yeah. praise God. Yeah, praise God. Again, yeah, go so, go and have him take new X-rays. Right. Let him let him be baffled. You know, just that's, to be make sure God amazing. God heals. Let him testify that's to right. that. Amen. Well, and that's so important that yeah, God 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 still heals. Jesus healed. Oh, then Jesus right. is healing now. Um, and I I love our ministries that we have on the air that expound that message too. That make mm-hmm. sure that people still know that that, right. that God is healing and working and doing miraculous things. Amen. All Amen. around us. So, yes, he does. Yes, again, Pastor Pascal from Last Call Ministries joining us today on the Pulse of Portland. That's uh, incredible. And to back to the kind of the beginning of that story again, mm-hmm. for people just to be open to realizing what God is trying to tell them. I had a similar situation where mm-hmm. I felt God saying I needed to give somebody a ride and give them $20, this guy on the street. Right. And I was like, what? <laughs> so, <laughs> so, and I went and did what I did and the same kind of thing where I had to, I had my son with me, I had to go drop him off and it worked out that I happened to have $20 with me that I didn't wow. have to take. And that's what God was saying, pick him up and uh, took him down to sa- you, sail. You, you know, know it's just one of those things where, and I had been praying in the weeks before of mm-hmm. God, just let me be open. Like I was trying wow. in my prayer life and in my devotional studies of let me be open to, to opportunities. Mm-hmm. Cause I feel like we say, sometimes we pray <laughs> that, but we don't actually have an open heart. Mm-hmm. We want God to show us something tangible right away or something that's easy and not inconvenient. And he does. And he does. He does. You know <laughs> what you say that happened to me back in Maryland. I came from the University of Maryland. I was really, really broke. Students, nothing. And I had done like three days without even eating. Mm. And then that fourth day, I said, man, I'm going to die. Came back home. It was around midnight. No food. And I decided to jump in my car to go to a 7-Eleven store around there. And I went there with no money. I was going just to give him my bank card to see if something kind of miracle happened. 
and went through. But it didn't go that way. I already had my a sandwich, mm-hmm. a soda, and then I gave my card. And it was declined. Mm. I was like, oh, no, not this. Now I was driving. I don't know where if I was going back home or I need to eat something. I eat. I needed to. Nowhere to go. Nothing to do. And then I was driving with this small road. It was dark. Now we are approaching 1 a.m. And you see this man asking for a ride. Naturally, I don't stop that kind of time. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. Paul, I don't know how my my car stopped. <laughs> it just stopped. I found my my leg was already on the brake. Mm-hmm. Stopped. I asked this man, where are you going? And he told me he was going to Montgomery Village. He said, oh, okay, I can get you there. And then he got in my car. We just drove about a quarter mile. He said, oh, I just, I just, I want to change my mind. I'm not going anywhere. And he said, oh, okay. He just opened the door. Then he gave, he gave me $20 bill. <laughs> <laughs> Praise, God. Praise God. I was like, am I dreaming? Yeah. <laughs> I took $20 beer. I tried to look at the guy. He disappeared. God, yeah. From nowhere, he disappeared. I just made it your turn. Go back to 7-Eleven. <laughs> <laughs> God, God still works. works. God yes. still works. Amen. Right. Amen. <laughs> well, let's, let's talk now more about, mm-hmm. about that last call, about yes. the last days, about mm-hmm. what, you're, what, what God's laying on your heart and you're seeing in the ministry and... Mm-hmm. Trying, like I think you had said, you know, people just kind of living day to day and not right. really paying attention to what's happening mm-hmm. around us, and it's time for us to be paying attention. So, what's the things you're seeing out there, and God's been talking to you about? Yes, um, 2013. Now God start showing these things that are coming: economic collapse, all these things. God has been showing to people, but Paul, you can imagine how many people they just ignore it. It's nothing is happening. Everything is collapsing. And God is showing this to several, to so many people around the world. They said it aloud, but people are not getting it. They think the world will just continue the way it is today, but it's not. It's going in another direction. God start speaking to me about this uh it's been five years now that things are changing god led me to uh, to look into the book of apocalypse and to see how the prophecy all the prophecy books like daniel mm-hmm. uh, 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 joel all this uh, zechariah and the book of revelation how they all come together in one in one situation I started looking through that. I opened um, a YouTube channel to explain about the book, of, the events of the book of uh, Revelation, how they, they will come about and how the, the events that will come about in, this, in, the, in that time after the, the rapture. So these teachings, I was just aiming to French, French audience. if you can hear my accent it's a French (laughs) accent actually so yeah that YouTube is on if you want to say it it's a Pascal Kibisingo on YouTube 
it will bring him up. But I'm not done yet. I, I, I keep going. So I started looking through that. Is I was reading that. Now God starts explaining that we are living in the last days. The signs about around the world. Wars. Exactly as is stated in the book of Matthew, chapter 24, as Jesus was explaining it. Everything is coming together. I started telling people about this. Some will laugh at me. And yet things are collapsing. That's how I came up. I came um, back in March, uh, month of April. After we finished our service, we were hanging around. And then we see this guy. He just drove his bike right in front of us. It was after the, the, the Easter service. He said, hi. And we said, hi, how are you? Good. The kind of tall man with beer, and he was riding a bike. And he said, I am a Jewish, and God sent me to you. Uh oh. That kept our attention. Mm-hmm. Okay. And he said, What? He sent me to bless you guys here. So, okay, go ahead. And he said, You know what? Things are going crazy nowadays. So, yeah, and then he started explaining us about the Jewish culture, the world in the Jews. He just started explaining about uh, the, 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 how the situation was around Jesus' time, all these things. It was so fascinating to hear that, and then I asked him what, he, what the name was, his name. And he said, My name is Navi, so, Navi which in his Jewish means prophet. Mm. I was like, Oh, okay. I remember because I speak also Swahili. Mm-hmm. Prophet in Swahili is Nabi. Mm-hmm. I said, oh, okay, it's kind of Swahili, but Nabi, yeah. Nabi. Yeah. I said, yeah, that, that must be it. He looked at me. He said, do you know you are, you are Jewish too? I was like, oh, no. I, said, I am a black guy. Come on, I, can, I cannot be a Jewish. <laughs> Anyways, so yeah, we had a good time, and then he blessed us. Mm. And then he he went away. I said, "Hey, can I have your phone number?" And he said, "I don't have a phone number. I have I don't have a number. I, a phone. What is your address? I don't have an address." Mm. That was really strange. Mm-hmm. And then he went and said, "Okay." Anyways, next day, I had to go to uh, Walgreens. As I was entering the store, my eyes went to this book, The Harbinger. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you, you already read it. Yeah, yeah. The Harbinger. Right. Any of you, our listeners, if you never read that book, please get it and read The Harbinger by Jonathan Kahn. My eyes just went to that book. No question asked. I pick it up, paid for it. I read that book. It was like God speaking to me. Mm-hmm. The story of this man that met with this another man called who called himself a prophet mm-hmm. start explaining him the event that occurred in New York City on 9-11, 2001. 
He explained that all these things were the acts of God. Asking America to wake up. Asking America to repent. To get on the knees and to get back to God. As I read this book, God was speaking really. He was. He explained about the years, the, the, the Shemitah years in that book. That have to occur every seven years. Starting from 2001, which was the day when God removed the bridge of protection of this country. Paul, I love America. And I don't want to see God punish this country. From that time on, I was like, wait a minute. Okay, if this Shemitah year is seven years, starting in 2001, then what was the next one? That was in 2008. Exactly it failed when we had economic collapse, starting from New York Exchange. And he had this wave around the world. According to this book, the next one for that was in September 2015. I was like, okay, now let's see what's going on in September 2015. And I started digging about this. Oh my goodness. When I just found out, it was astonished on the events that are happening in the single month of September 2015. And then from that, from that time, I understood that really God want me to do something. Should I start telling people about what's coming up? Hey, I had this conviction to go back to the book of Revelation and to start prepare my congregation about what God is saying. And I will urge every man of God, if you have a congregation, if you are a pastor, please start teaching this book. Because I believe if anybody, any servant of God who is not teaching the book of Revelation at this time, telling people of God that the time is up, you are off. You are off and you need to get back to the book of Revelation to, the prophecy to explain to people that God is about to do something. So, I started teaching this book of Revelation. From the beginning, chapter 1, going slowly, slowly, slowly. We just finished the seven churches. Mm. Yes. And the last Sunday was about the rapture. It was amazing to see, to read in the people's eyes the passion they have to meet with the Lord when he comes. If you are still preaching about prosperity today, prosperity is nothing. Blessings. God can bless you. How come if what if God blesses you with material things and then you miss the rapture? What happened to you? Because the seven years of tribulation, Paul, you don't want to be there. <laughs> I don't want to be there. No. And nobody has a world. So, I start teaching this book. As I was preaching this book, other revelations keep coming, keep coming. Still up to there, I was not sure because you cannot just go about the thing that you read on the internet because everybody speaks about anything on the internet. Yeah, yeah. 
Anybody, anybody come up with stuff in the internet. You don't know which, who is right, who is wrong, who is this. And I was like, God, please, can you tell me? I want to know for sure about the things that are coming. It was this Saturday, Saturday the 20th. I have this little child, three years, I believe three or four years old. She was having a very problem sleeping. She was so scared all the time. Her mother is one of the, our congregation, mm. the member of our church. She was having a very, very bad time. She was scared. It looks like she was seeing stuff in the house. Mm. That took the little child home. We had a prayer of deliverance for that child. Praise God, God deliver her. She was screaming. She said she saw this. She see this. Crazy. Satan is very bad. Mm -hmm. He's a liar. He's not pretty easy for a little child. We delivered just that girl. Took her home. And then after that, I went to visit another family. I went to, oh, oh after, oh, I mean, we, we had our preparation for the service on Sunday. After the preparation for the service of Sunday, I went to visit another family. Just to say hi. As we saying hi. Talk to them, the couple. I was supposed to go home and say, the woman said, hey, pastor, I'm feeling here in the chest like a pain. Can you please pray? Pray for that pain. When I laid hand on her, man, it becomes something else. Mm. She starts feeling, now it goes here, now it goes here, now it goes here. The pen goes, move to here. Thanks God, 30 minutes later, everything disappeared. And she said she feel now great, delivered. From that day, I had to go to another family. Now that was the all big stuff happened. We were there having a good time. They cook uh, supper, we ate. And then it was around 10 p.m. We want to go back home. And then I say, okay, let's give thanks to God for his goodness, love, and grace. Everybody came together and we started praying. This young lady, she, one of the choir members, she started coughing. Coughing and coughing and coughing. I understood that was not normal. I said, hey, young lady, can you kneel down, please? Let me pray for this spirit of coughing. Once I laid hand on her, it was like the cough just multiplied by 100. It was like coughing really severely. She was like lifted up and then drop down, lift it up, drop down. The prayer became the delivering prayer. We start casting out those demons. So many of them. So many. And you could see the eyes turning like, mm. a, like, like a snake. And the, the tongue starts mm -hmm. like wagging, something like that. It was so Powerful. Thanks, God. We cast them out. All of them. All of them. They came out. 
The last one was resisting. Mm. The last one resisted, resist, and he started speaking. He said his name. He said his name was Sylvain. And my mission is to take this girl's life. I said, yeah, right. How do you do that once Jesus is here already? <laughs> we cast out that demon. He resisted, he resisted. Until one time when just we saw that this girl just opened the eyes. Screaming, they're coming, they're coming, they're coming. In fact, that demon was screaming, they're coming, they're coming, they're coming. We didn't know who was coming. They were saying, they are coming. Let me go. Let me go. And then he, I mean, that girl, you see, everything she's doing was that demon doing there. She struggled. She want to escape. And then a big sigh came up. Oh, and then she collapsed on her back. She remained calm. For a few seconds, no moving. We kept praying, praying. Nothing happened. This time, even when I lay hand, nothing happened. We pour olive oil, nothing happened. We apply the Bible, nothing happened. And I was like, okay, maybe, yeah, they're gone. Yeah, that's what it is. When something like that, yeah, mm -hmm. we are convinced they're gone. And then she started murmuring something with her lips. I stopped praying just to pay attention for what she was saying. And then I heard a really sweet and calm, soft voice saying, Jesus is here. I went closer to her mouth. She said, Jesus is here. I didn't know how to make of that. Okay, is he her or is he? For one thing, I know that the demons don't really pronounce that name. Mm -hmm. They don't. She kept saying, Jesus is here. Jesus is here. With my hand, I asked everybody to stop praying, but they didn't see Everybody was so focused and closing eyes and casting. And they said, Jesus is here. I asked everybody to, to stop crying, praying. Everybody stop praying. And she was keep saying, Jesus is here. Now she moved her eyes from the ceiling to me. I was kneeled down by her left hand. She looked at me and she said, Pascal. Whoa. And I look at her and say, Who are you? She said, I am God speaking. So articulated, so soft. You cannot miss a word. That voice did not belong to that girl. I kept quiet. He started saying something. I mean, God starts saying something else. 
this other girl by her head said, Papa Pascal, this is not true. This is not real. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. That girl looked at the other one who's trying to pray. Her name is Aline. Said, Aline, keep quiet. So, wow. <laughs> keep quiet. The eyes came back to me. I said, Pascal, what are you doing? What are you doing? And he said, Jesus is coming. Jesus is here. Keep quiet because you can make him go away. You can chase him away. Everybody, keep quiet. He said, Jesus is coming soon. Jesus is coming and he will destroy the whole world. He will destroy this country. About what's going on in this country. Paul, he said that. I keep quiet. When he continues saying, I know what's going on in your church. I did not send you to those people. I send you to another people. But you find yourself a wrong, among wrong people. Mm. I was like, Lord, how come? I sent you to a people, he said. I didn't know what to do, Paul. And he said, repent. Repent because I can destroy you, your wife, and your children. You need to do something because my people are perishing. I sent you to a people and you find yourself among wrong people. Wow. Said again, repent. I said, Lord, I repent. I repent. Wherever you want to go, you want me to go, I will go. Mm -hmm. What you want me to do, I will do. God said, What? I, said, I know you will repent. And I know you will do my work. Because I know you and I know your spirit. I know your mind. I know you will do it. He said, I will come again to you very soon to give you instructions on what to do in this time and I said thank you Lord thank you thank you Lord he said remember you are the last chosen one that's what he said mm -hmm. I didn't know what was to do to, 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 to think about that you are the last chosen one that I have please go and preach the word the way I told you. Because you are not doing it. Mm. And I gave you a mission. You are not doing my, the mission I gave to you. So, and then I said, Lord, I don't, I don't get it. What exactly did you tell me to do? Now he raised his voice. You know it. I show you it in the dream. Mm. You know it. I was like, in a dream? Yes! Repent and do my work. I start shaking like a leaf. You know it with the big voice that it is impossible that girl yeah. to speak like that. Paul, I thought, I 
tried to went back in my dreams to try to make sense of what God was saying. But I, did, I couldn't come up with anything. Hmm. And I said, Lord, could you please remind me? I said, you know it. I will send you another message. That's what he said. And I said, thank you, Lord. And then he, <laughs> I was eager to know, how about my wife? Hmm. Since he said, you are the last chosen one that I have. And I said, Lord, how about my wife? How about my wife, Lord? What's up with her? He stayed calm for a few seconds. And then he said, I once planned to take her, but you cry so much. Wow. Mm-hmm. I tried to understand when that happened how that happened you know my wife's really involved mm-hmm. in a ministry she sings in a choir she, i mean she's so wonderful woman but we never know what god's how god sees us mm-hmm. that's the problem we don't know you know paul now was coming up okay when did i cry so god could give her a chance i didn't know until uh, when I figured out it was what? Two days ago, I was talking to my sister lives in DC area. Because I sent her the script of everything that I'm talking here. I mm-hmm. sent her just to let her know what God says. When she came to that, she called me. She said, what do you mean? God said that he planned to take your wife. Did you mean to die? <laughs> yeah. Yes, that's what it means. And then she said, you know what? You know, when we pray in tongue, we don't know what we do. Mm-hmm. But God, who sees the heart and the mind, he knows exactly what you need. And I was like, oh, wow. I don't know about you when you pray, Paul. I don't know if you pray in tongue. <laughs> But the tongue, Mm -hmm. whoever is listening, please pray in tongue. Mm -hmm. Because when you pray in tongue, God who knows exactly your problem that you don't even know. He knows your situation better than you. Whatever you need, you don't know what exactly you need, but God does. And when you pray in tongue, you are Speaking to God, stuff that you don't know about you, mm-hmm. and God listens. Mm-hmm. That's the only tongue that the demons mm-hmm. don't understand. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, came back to there. He said that, wow, I kept quiet about my wife. I said, thanks. Oh, my goodness. And then God said, okay, now I'm going to go away. I'm going to leave. I was like, no, wait a minute, God. I have a question here. You know, now this is, was a good opportunity. Since I've been wondering about what's going on in the month of September, people speaking about the Jed Helm, which is 
end in September, speaking about this uh, comet that is coming, and the asteroid is coming, and then the people speaking about the, uh, the Shemitah year, they're speaking about all this stuff coming, and the sun in Europe that are supposed to be fired in, uh, in, in September, and then there's a pop is coming here in September in America. The pop will be at the White House, it will be in Philadelphia, and then to finish at UN. That's the first time in my entire life to hear that the Pope was going to UN to mm. do what? To say what to the world in the month of September, mm. in the midst of all this. God, I have a question. And he paused a little bit. He said, What is it? <laughs> I ask. Either anything at all coming in the month of September. He was looking at the stadium. Now the eyes came back to me. For a few seconds, God says, Yes! 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 Three times. Something is coming in the month of September. In fact, the month of September is a month of misery. The beginning of misery of this world. That said it all. I just collapsed on myself. Just leaned on the hall. Not knowing else what to say. After that, God spe starts speaking in this other tongue. I believe it's Aramaic or Hebrew something. Speaking in Hebrew for about two minutes. And then it's like, oh, big, big, big sigh came up. He was gone. Mm. Yes, everybody was stuck. Silence for about five minutes. Nobody spoke to make it sense of what happened so anyways if you are listening God spoke about that mm. you need to do something you need to get your, your life in order receive Jesus because that's the only way you could be saved you know what Paul yesterday I went I, I, I plan actually after my service to go out in downtown somewhere to start yelling. Mm. Whoever want to listen to listen. My first plan was to go to Waterfront. Mm. As I was in the southeast trying to go to Waterfront in the evening, big rain came yeah. up. Yep. It was pouring. Like, oh my God goodness and I was like okay you cannot go preach in the, in the rain come on who, who's been there but because I had already said it in my congregation in the church I had to go mm -hmm. and I was going I went in the freeway 205 oh my goodness it was just pouring and pouring nothing at all you can see I got discouraged. I said, oh no, I think I'm going to turn around. And another voice said, keep going. 
and I kept going. And I went to waterfront. When I packed, it stopped. And all of a sudden I saw like the, the cloud was moving away, the sun mm -hmm. kind of appeared. And then the people just started coming from everyone. I took my guitar and then went by the water, started preaching to these people. You know, man, people are, still, are so stubborn. You want to talk to this one about Jesus? Oh, no, 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 I don't want to hear about that. I don't want to hear about that. You want to speak to this one? No, 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 no I, don't, I don't want to hear that. Few people listen, but when he comes to receive Jesus, no, I'll think about that. The Bible says, we don't know the time mm -hmm. of our visitation. You have your plan today. You sit down, you do your calculation about your program. You don't know about tomorrow. It could happen any moment. Any moment. John 14, chapter 6, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and life. Nobody go to Father except through me. People need to understand without Jesus, you are nothing. Mm. They don't get it. Mm -hmm. They don't. God said he's going to destroy this country. With the breath of his mouth, that's what he said. And he said that God is with his bare hand, he will destroy. As I said, there is a mention in the IP man in IP first mm -hmm. that meeting. Mm -hmm. It is an image that God showed me that the last piece of puzzle that completed the image of judgment has already been put in place. That was the legalization of gay marriage in this country. That was founded on a biblical foundation. That you are removing the word of God in the school. Removing the word of God everywhere. In the public places. God had still tolerated all those. But accepting this abomination in this country, that was the last one. God is ready to move in. I don't know when. I don't know how he's going to do it. But he's already, he's about to. That's Pastor Pascal Kibasingo from Last Call Ministries. And uh, I do want to also recommend reading the book, The Harbinger, as, as Pastor Pascal mm -hmm. said. as that, that was a book someone had recommended to me for several years before I finally read it. And that does really open your eyes to, to mm -hmm. what is going on and, and, and what's happening in the United States today, what happened to Israel mm -hmm. thousands of years ago and, and right. God's judgment and moving and prophecy and where that's mm -hmm. at. And uh, if you would listen to the Messianic Vision with Sid Roth when that was back on the air on radio or you watch that on TV, Jonathan Kahn is a frequent guest on that program mm -hmm. and uh, has talked about those things. And I thought it was important to bring Pastor Pascal on as uh, – you know, a word, a word of, of warning and what he has, has said today is something that um, I, I know other people have gotten similar 
visions right. and words around the country from other um, re- respected leaders. And so, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I don't I don't flippantly put on people who claim to have prophecy <laughs> or words from God, you know, and so the people, are like, oh, I don't know. No, this is something that, uh, you know, uh, I've heard from many different people in many mm-hmm. different places and many different, um, whether it's denominations or, or sex of Christianity, whatever you want to call it, that, that are getting these kinds of words of importance. Right. And um, after meeting Pastor Pascal at the uh, IP Vision, IP Fest uh, Vision meeting, and he gave uh, a word to those of us that were there, and we wanted to make sure we had him on to share what the ministry is doing, what God has shared with him, so that we can, um, like he said, just be be prepared <laughs> and be and be right and take um, right. take heed to what is going on mm-hmm. um, and be ready be mm-hmm. ready for for what is to come right. um, and have our eyes opened heading into this month of September, September. Um, having our 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 eyes and our hearts open to what it is that God mm-hmm. is saying and what God is doing and uh, just be aware of the different things that are going to be going on because it's uh yeah again from not just pastor pascal but others and um what jonathan khan had had revealed to him about the harbingers and all those things were just um yeah it's all pointing to something right so we 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 humbly act in prayer (laughs) (laughs) waiting for the waiting for the lord (laughs) to move in what he has for each one of us so we ask that you do the same um, here, so uh, Pastor Pascal, once again, can you give people contact information to get a hold of you in the ministry? Sure. And so, if they have questions or want mm-hmm. prayer or want to collaborate, um, how they can get in touch with you? Yeah, again, uh, we online www.lastcallministry.org. Our church is located in uh, eight eight one five uh, Northeast Gleason Street. That's in Portland, Oregon, 97220. So that's the crossroad Gleason and 90. And we meet at 1 p.m. every Sunday. Also, we have the program prayer on uh, Thursdays. Also, I want to mention something, Paul. Mm-hmm. You know, when I was, uh, I was still uh, in a Bethel City Church, our mother in Bethel City Church, the pastor's wife, one day she came with this dream to say, you know what, uh, Papa Pascal, I had a dream that you were in the front of a microphone. It was kind of radio talking. <laughs> As we're speaking, this came up. Yeah. It's a fulfillment of that one. Mm-hmm. So God, God is good. God is good. Amen. So, and also my phone number. Mm-hmm. If whoever needs help on the prayer, give me a call. 503 473 1158. Yeah, that's Pastor Pascal Kibisingo, lastcallministry.org. Or you can call 503 473 1158. This has been the Pulse of Portland with Paul Van Sickle. Email comments, questions, and topic ideas to publicaffairs at kkpz.com. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. 
Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.